All right, welcome to episode 10 of the Small Talk podcast with Smalligan Real Estate. Uh, today we're with Derek Moore. Uh, Derek is a graphic designer by day and a um, web developer by night, right? And you, you just are Vice versa, but yes. Okay, <laughs> totally. so web, web developer during the day and graphic designer at night? Hell yeah. Kind of sounds like the same thing, but we'll get into that. Um, and you just started a really exciting business venture called Grand Rapids Branding. Is that, yeah. how's that going? It's it's a slow start because I didn't realize how much of an endeavor starting a business is. Oh boy. Um, and yeah, lots of kind of like, oh, I hadn't taken that into account. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. And so it was a slower start, but now that it's like kind of rolling, it's it's finally starting to like feel like, oh, okay, I got, I'm getting the dials down, you know, I'm starting to release new products, you know, starting to understand like how to market how to like when to post do stuff like that so yeah it's a it's kind of a big learning adventure right now so what exactly is Grand Rapids branding like what are you doing it's um kind of a series that was based on an old um design series that I'd had um I just kind of I mean I've lived in Grand Rapids I think since well the only time I wasn't in Grand Rapids was college so I mean I've got so much like backstory and there's so many like little like intricacies that I've always kind of wanted to get into my design or like you know like I just enjoy like branding Grand Rapids like I I like the look of it I like living here and so I always I wanted to contribute to it in some way and realized there was an like opening to kind of like have this whole market like why don't you just make a bunch of shirts a bunch of t-shirts a bunch of prints okay it's I mean it's everywhere right now it's still that kind of like you know learning what am I going to really do do I like the prints more do I like the shirts more um, do I want to do like, uh, apparel, like stores? Do I want to do, I, it's, it's all up in the air, but I, but I just wanted something to contribute to the city of Grand Rapids in a way that was artistic. That's awesome. Um, actually, I don't know if you've seen our, um, uh, fabric mural that we did, but we had a, a mural made, um, of greetings from Grand Rapids and the Grand Rapids skyline at the bottom. We brought that to the Fall on Fulton event this, uh, like, two weeks ago. It's really cool. That does seem familiar, yeah. So we're looking for more places to put it up, and um, it's not really about us. It's more about the city and just, you know, um, representing Grand Rapids. It's such a cool skyline, and um, more people should see it, right? Yeah, it was kind of that same motivation. Yeah, like, it's a a beautiful little place. Why not show it off a little? Yeah. So um, how did you get into graphic designing? That was a um, my college major um, way back when. Um, it's kind of just been a, I, you know, that's something like you just have to do. Like it wasn't really a choice. I had taken a couple of classes while majoring in something else and was one of those like, this just makes so much sense in my head. Like it wasn't work. It was just fun. You know, I mean, it was work, but it was fun at the same time. So it was kind of just something I've always wanted to do once I discovered like that it even like existed. I didn't know like what a graphic designer did in like maybe 2007, but by 2011, I was like, I can't imagine doing anything other than being a graphic designer. That's awesome. Obviously I've carried it through to other like, you know, avenues, you know, like web development and now like business ownership, but like still kind of always has that like uh, design feel at the core of it. Putting your own spin on it. It's really cool to take something from nothing and make it a reality. Right. And share it with people and have other people appreciate it. I totally get all that. It's yeah, it's it's one of those like I don't really know why I have that need, but it's just yeah, it's definitely a need. It, it like it's so much fun to like have other people see something and be like, "Oh, I love it," you know, and yeah. kind of like, yeah, it just it brings you that joy of like, "I did a good job. That feels good." 
So did you um, go to college for this or is, okay. So where'd yep. you go to school? I went up to uh, Northern Michigan, way up in Marquette. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got their first snowfall already this year. I love it up year. there. Yeah. Actually, I think they made national news on that snowfall, but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. Um, it was really fun to kind of, yeah, like go out on your own. I didn't know anyone else that was going to be up there. So I got to really kind of discover like what I wanted to do, who I was going to be kind of thing while I was up there. It was anyone gets a chance to go to Northern, highly, highly recommend checking it out. That's cool. Yeah, I actually went up to, I have a house in Mackinac City. It was up there on um, the beginning of October. And uh, going through Gaylord, we actually got hit with snowflakes, which was like, <laughs> what? Like, it's October. Yeah, it's so usually where it starts. We're still not done with our pumpkin spice, right? <laughs> so um, what what are some other companies no worries, you no worked worries, with yeah. in the past? Um, so a couple of other companies I worked for around here are... Um, there was a startup right out of college that doesn't exist anymore. That was uh, a little YouTube adventure called Tool Select. It was kind of a home improvement show. Um, I moved that into a corporate job over at uh, UFP. Moved into a small business called SalesPad, which just rebranded, and it's, the name is slipping me now. Um, and then I slipped into the agency life after that. Kind of had like, yeah, you know, I got my feet wet everywhere, but I really want to be in an agency. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably... Five, six jobs after college before I got to where I'm at now. Okay. And so now with this company that you started, Grand Rapids Branding, are you like looking for other small businesses to do work for? Or like, is that like kind of the goal of the business? It's kind of, I have a couple like could be goals. You know, I, part of me wants to turn it into something where I can work with other designers that are from the city and want to make like designs about the city. Um, part of me wants to see if it could be like an actual source of income Part of me wants to see if it could be something that's like um, more for like more donation driven, like somebody would come to it for kind of like we need something done for, uh, I don't know, like a humane society event, you know, like we've got a local designer that can make all these prints for us at a good price, um, you know, and then like turn around and say like, okay, cool, 100% goes to humane society. It's It's got a couple open avenues since it's, you know, still really getting its like legs growing. And so... That's kind of, I mean, that's an exciting thing for me, but yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure where it will land. I'd love it to like, you know, I mean, you know, grand scheme dreaming, you know, I'd love it to touch all these different facets of working with other designers and getting to be self-sufficient and getting to work with other businesses along with that. But I mean, who knows at this point? Sure. Are your products like in stores now? I mean, can you go to like a local uh, gallery to see them? It's all online right now. Um, I am looking to get into more brick and mortar um, as time goes on. Like uh, this November um, for Small Business Saturday, I'll be perched up at um, a local store out in uh, 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 the Creston area. And then from there, you know, I might kind of like roll it into more markets and kind of see if people are interested in stocking or not. It's still one like I still like. I want to see what people think of it first. You know, okay. I still want to like, kind of like, you guys liking this, you guys not liking this, you know, I just, it's been really, I had like a poll to like pick my, the logo for it. I'm really making it as interactive as I can. Yeah. Of kind of like, this is kind of for all of us, you know, like it's me, but it's for all of us, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good way to go about it. Um, I know uh, we've used companies before to design t-shirts and, uh, swag and stuff like that. Um, and the creative process is super important to have involvement from pretty much everybody that's going to be involved, um, and get their opinions on, you know, how things should look and colors and stuff like that. So how do you kind of go through that creative process to, to figure out like what's important to somebody? 
Um, right now I'm using, um, Instagram for the most part to find that out. Um, it seems to be a direct line of communication to people, you know, yeah. that's that big goal that social media was supposed to be. Um, and so that's my main method of kind of throwing out stories and being like, which one looks better? Um, how are we feeling? Would people be interested in this? Do are people liking prints? It's usually kind of just small little feeler questions, um, that will like, you know, at times turn into like full on polls of like. If you were like picking this business's logo, what would it look like? Which is actually how it got the logo that it got. Like it really? was like the overwhelming okay. favorite. And it's one of like, yes, you know, people can work together and like pick some of these things. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I might, you know, open it up to email at some point. Um, I doubt I'd do snail mail, but you never know. Um, it, it's, it's Keep kind your of options those, open, any, right? Yeah, totally. Any way that people want to talk about it, I'll talk. You know, it's the avenues are open right now. So what's one of the most like interesting products or um, projects that you've worked on? Uh, for Grand Rapids Branding or just kind of in general? Just you. Um, for Grand Rapids Branding, um, my most interesting one would be these, uh, this newest series I have coming out. Um, they're all based on beer logos. Mm. Um, you know, Hams, PBR, um, Black Label, all the ones that you would, the ones that you can kind of picture in your head. They've been the same since the 70s. Yeah. Um, I've been modifying them to look more like, you know, say, uh, like some of the symbols are switched out for the Calder. Um, you know, they're a little more Beer City vibe. Just kind of like, almost ones that kind of make you do that double take of like, huh, that's actually pretty funny, you know. Like, I, like instead of PBR, it's, uh, you know, drink Grand Rapids beer when you look closer. Um, that one's fun just because you have to really break down what it would take to make something look kind of recognizable, but also not like a ripoff of it. Yeah. Um, so that's been a fun one. Um, earlier this year though, I got to design, um, the logo for the side of a train and that was very, very exciting because I still like just today I got a photo of like the newest one that's been painted and it just looks so cool to think like, wow, that's, yeah, that's right. I remember when we were coming up with that, like that was just February and now there's like, well, there's two so far and, uh, more on the way. And so like it, that one's just been fascinating to see like this drone shots, you know, of my big red train going through this like countryside out by yeah. dancing. Um, I'll be, I'm still like kind of working with that company too. Like we're just like going branding crazy right now. Cause we all liked where it landed and we all are like, just very excited about it. Every time you look at it and the train community in general is a very excited group. So like they're always pumped and always taking photos and posting them into this Facebook yeah. group. That one's just really, really fun. Yeah, just, I mean, to have your brand or logo on something that big and that yeah. moves around the country sounds really cool. 30 feet wide. Yeah. Like the big one. It was Did one you of those paint like, it? I mean, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I, have no, I have no technical skill that way. Okay. Um, they did vinyl it on there. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I was getting a lot of uh, photos of how the process went, and it looked like it was just layer after layer of, like, very, very – like delicate, intric not delicate, but very intricate work, you know, like you got to get that vinyl on there just right. There's, it's spaced out for all these like, you know, service doors that yeah. have to get fixed and stuff like that. So it was, it wasn't applied by me directly, but, um, it was, uh, very well done by whoever did it. Yeah. It's in, yeah, like you said, it's just cool to see it that big. Yeah. Like, we, we did our, uh, mural behind you, um, with vinyl and, uh, that's, not, not even like 12 by 20 and there's all kinds of bubbles and imperfections and, yeah. but, um, it's, it's a hard, a hard project to do, but it, it's, it was a lot of fun and it looks good still. So, yeah. So if it looks nice in the end, I mean, you know, totally worth like worth the it, amount of struggle for, sure. for it. So, um, how are people finding you right now? Like Instagram or TikTok? 
Um, right now, still kind of Instagram. Yeah, I, um, I'm hoping the markets will kind of get the word out there a little bit more. Um, I personally have been um, working on a lot more of the infrastructure to it before I like blasted out on marketing so I didn't get overwhelmed. So I'm only just starting to really start to push the name out there. Okay. Um, but Instagram will be the probably main channel. Um, I've got it integrated through Shopify. So, I mean, we're, I mean, anything that is a social channel, hopefully it'll be coming through. Sure. Hopefully it'll be coming through email. I mean, I'd love to get it in just in any way of communicating really. Okay. Are you on TikTok at all? <laughs> I'm not young enough. No. Okay. I, uh, I'd love to, I, Oh, come on. TikTok's for all ages. I'm 42 and I'm on there. Oh, that's a good but, point. Yeah. I guess um, I can't talk then. There, the, the reason I brought it up, you, you mentioned uh, earlier kind of remaking people's logos into something that's memorable, mm -hmm. but uh, different. Uh, there's this Emily Zugway or something on there who um, takes big logos and actually remakes them almost. They're, they're meant to be mocks or nice. like goofing on the yeah, logo little uh, um, satires she took uh the windows logo and made it look like a house and put her face against the glass it was nice. super funny and windows actually like picked that up and um there she's the only person they're following on uh tiktok and they sent her a, a mac or a, not a macbook um, <laughs> that'd be something would that be weird <laughs> um they sent her a, a window surface with her logo on it for for wow. doing that so um, but I think there is a need for that, right? Um, yeah, somebody to like redesign and um, do it is entertaining too, right? At the same time. Yeah. So that was always my issue with TikTok was one of those, like, I mean, it, most of what I'm doing is sitting and, you know, like it's, it's mostly a mental thing. So I always had that, like, how do people visually, you know, come up with a dance and all these finger points to show what they're doing through the day? Like, it seems like such a like skill that I'm very jealous of. So I'm, I'm sure she's like really a good marketer, but the stuff she puts on TikTok is all just for fun. Oh. Um, but I'd check it out. Um, yeah, totally. So what what is like one project that like, so you've done a train. What is one thing that you could say, like, I really want to do that. If it came up, I would jump at it. Oh, I have been dying for a long time to uh, get something that NASA has noticed. I would love to have something on the side of a satellite, something on the side of a rocket, Something that like went off of the atmosphere or like out of the atmosphere. I've for whatever I've just been a very big space fan since yeah. I mean early childhood. Whenever I first saw Star Wars, and I remember as I got older, I remember like somehow realizing like you know what yeah things wouldn't deteriorate as long if I if something of mine got launched on a satellite boy it could be around for millions of years. Ooh, I like that. And yeah, so I like yeah. Ever since I had that thought, I was oh I wanna I want a satellite logo so bad. Figure it out. Yeah. You, I guess you got to call uh, Elon or something. Get on those Starlinks. I've been trying to get, I tried to get noticed by him a few times and it turns out NASA is huge. Yeah. And you know, every designer loves NASA. So of course there's just high competition in it. But one day I'm hoping, I'm hoping one day, but you know, that's again, like that's my dream one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you, do you have a website or like where, where can people find you online? Totally. Um, my website is um, the same as my handle, uh, one more tie.me. Um, thought it was clever with that .me uh, extension. Turns out it just makes it very hard to say out loud. Okay. Um, and then the store is uh, grandrapidsbranding.co. Okay. Um, and you can, I mean, I'm very, there's links to all the socials on um, both of those websites, um, links to email, links to like any way to get in touch um, from both of those pretty easily. Yeah. Did you um, build out your own websites like completely? 
Yeah, that was part of like my shift into web development. I uh, design is wonderful, but design you know needs like m- many outlets before it gets stale. And so I learned to code to, so I could kind of like make all of these things the way I wanted them to look and they could also function the way I wanted them to function. Um, so yeah, it, I'm very like hands-on, like if it's a site of mine, I probably, yeah, I was aware of at least, at, at least aware of every section of code, if not, you know, actively like changing or creating it. Yeah. So, um, what, what type of code do you, uh, use? I am a front ender, so I'm more of the, uh, you know, your HTML, CSS, JavaScript, um, some PHP languages, um, if they're templating, um, if anyone picked that up, congratulations. Um, but for like the back end stuff, I get, I'm trying to aim for a little more full stack, but it's the language has changed so much that it's easier to just kind of say like front end. Yeah. It, that, that bucket changes, you know, every four or five years or so. Um, but JavaScript seems to have been one that's been around for a while. So did you learn more of that in school or were you self-taught? Those were all self-taught. Um, I took one class at Northern and actually I, I truly, it was one of those, like, I will never do this again. Um, it happened to be like a project coming along later where I was like, Ooh, you, you know, I needed that intrigue. You know, I, I realized I might know just enough to mimic it and that was kind of fun. And then that just kind of exploded into doing it full time and learning more and more and needing to learn more and just, yeah, it's a, it kind of cascaded after that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to find your, uh, what you're good at and sometimes what you're good at finds you, right? Yeah, entirely. So, um, what's one of the like biggest or coolest, uh, websites that you've worked on? Um, we've done with my, the agency I work at, we've had a few, we did a really cool one. Um, real early in the pandemic, we worked with a startup that had learned how to convert, um, CPAP machines into these kind of like low end ventilators so that you wouldn't have to be hospitalized. It was like when that ventilator shortage was all going on and this like company came through with this, uh, like prototype to, um, Essentially take the load off, yeah, to make, like, kind of, like, you can make this at home or, you know, an engineer can make this and sell it for very low or whatever. Um, And so, like, having that happening, you know, at this front wave, you know, like, early April of uh, 2020, um, to be working on that one felt very cool because it was one of those, like, oh, this is, like, actively, like, contributing to, like, the help. Um, That one was, it wasn't huge, but it was very, very exciting. Um, there's there's a few huge ones, but nothing. Um, those are usually like B two C type stuff, um, so nothing that uh, people would really visit and check out or anything along those lines. Um, usually, yeah, they're usually like businessy related. Um, sure. This oh. one for Grand Rapids is definitely the most intricate one that I've been working on. Shopify in itself is a behemoth. Um, you know, I've got all these ideas to make it grow, trying to leave all these avenues open of like, Hey, contact me if you're a designer interested, contact me if you want bulk orders, you know, and I have to like account for all these. So it's definitely one of the more complex ones that I've worked on in a while. Okay. How would somebody go about getting into like web design? Do they have to go to school or can you, can you do it without that? I mean, school will help for sure. Um, you really kind of like you need to learn the essentials and then you just need to be interested enough to follow through. Well, like for me that required school because without like structure, I just, I, you know, wander off and kind of like don't get anything done all day ever. Kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, for the people that have that really good like discipline though, yeah, don't, you can totally like bypass school and learn it yourself. I mean, I learned all the coding languages myself. I had that base to kind of get me like, here's kind of your orientation but then, like, left off to kind of see, like, you know, like, go figure it out, see if you like it or not. Yeah. Um, 
So you can entirely do it the traditional or the make your own way. It really depends on what you want to do um, and how serious you are about it. You Like ultimately you have to push yourself through like nothing. How you learn best probably. Right. Yeah. Like nothing, neither like school won't give you the guarantee and doing it yourself won't give you the guarantee. Like you wanting to do it all the time will give you the guarantee. Yeah. So um, it's really interesting. I think, you know, there's lots of different ways to learn. I myself learn by doing, watch a lot of YouTube videos and figure out things that, I probably shouldn't be doing um, on YouTube and um, electrical boxes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm actually um, doing a first Lego league with uh, fourth graders. So I'm teaching them how to program uh, using Python Lego programming. Really? Um, it's actually really cool. Like uh, very interested. Um, I've always been into Legos and this is, this is kind of the next level. Like we're, making robots that drive autonomously. Wow. Uh, I said that wrong, but, but like in four, they're, yeah. you said fourth graders, fourth graders. Yeah. Fourth to Ooh. sixth grade right now. And, um, you know, the, it, the code is actually really cool. It's a lot of drag and drop and yeah. words, and then it puts it into robot programming kind of in the back end. but it's really cool. And I'm, I'm into it, but, um, I don't know that I could focus long enough to do that as like a full-time <laughs> job, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm interested in that already. Like, I yeah. I definitely want to hear more about that one yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. Definitely. Um, or look up First Lego League um, on uh, YouTube. They have lots of cool videos and their robots and how they work. I actually thought about bringing it into work today, but I decided <laughs> not to. We would have been very distracted. I mean, yeah. you're talking, like you mentioned Lego. I mean, same. I was, I was a Lego kid probably longer than needed to be. I'm sure that when it, like, well through middle school and beyond. Like I, I still every so often go through that aisle and kind of have that like, you know what? Do I? I mean, I could get this International Space Station Lego set. You know, I still yeah. have to like just avoid that aisle entirely, or else it's that like debacle of which one do I want to buy? I'm still buying Legos. Oh, Feels so much better than <laughs> I have the Statue of Liberty uh, uh, adult Lego set in there, which you could check out in a little yeah, bit. Definitely but, gotta check that out. Um, yeah, that's always been a passion of mine. But do, so. Um, as a kid, you were into Legos. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I did grow up in Grand Rapids, um, kind of in the southwest area, uh, like 44th. What were my old intersections? Uh, I went to school at like 44th and Byron Center area. There's a, it was Trinity Christian. It's not there anymore. I think it, well, it moved. I don't know where they are now. Um, but that was, it was, you know, living in Granville, um, it was it was fine. I ended up really thriving much more downtown. Like once okay. I moved there, it was when I was like, "Oh, this is what this I was your looking space. for." Yeah, like everyone's like you know friendly and like talkative and like always outside. And it, it, I just I love the vibe of the people downtown. So that was uh, it was a much different. I had a much different um, view of it when I was growing up versus what I have now. Um, much yeah. more appreciative of it at this point. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, definitely grew up southwest side playing my Legos, playing soccer. Yep. Staying on the computer too long, tying up the phone line. <laughs> yeah, phone lines, right? Like, what are those? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're actually cords that attach to a phone <laughs> that go to a thing on the wall. Um, but We could really get the sound effect of a dial-up connection. It would be wonderful. <laughs> that is really, I'm sure we can do that. Really but, soothing. Um, so you, you grew up in Grand Rapids, and have you always lived in Grand Rapids, or did you move away at some point? I did move away for about uh, four years there for college. Um, I moved to Marquette. And, I mean, I had a wonderful, wonderful time up there, too, because it's just this scenic little town, like, right in the lake. Everyone's, like, a college kid. Well, I shouldn't say everyone's a college kid. You're either a college kid or you're, like, 60. Yep. Um, but it, it's it's such a fantastic place. I was really 
I was really excited to be there, but I mean, like Grand Rapids kind of exploded when I left, you know, and so it was one of those, like, I was actually really excited to come back. Yeah. Like, our prize had started up, the, um, the bar I go to all the time, Pyramid Scheme opened up, um, just a lot of stuff changed while I was gone, and so I had, a, like, a big, exciting kind of return back to Grand Rapids once I did. I mean, but really, you could leave for any four years, and you're going to come back, because it's going to be so different here. Especially at this point, yeah. yeah. I've, I've actually lived in Grand Rapids my entire life. I've never left um and i tell a lot of people that this is the best place to live but i know no better i there's no other place i've ever lived or want to live so I mean, you get to all four seasons there's there's a lot of places i've been to um in visiting you know i like to travel in my spare time just because you know no extra like may as well like split all that free time into just kind of like going away and stressing out um and so, yeah, I, uh, I've definitely come to notice that, like, oh, it is interesting that nobody gets the four seasons quite like we, like, land in ours, where it's so intense in the winter, so intense in the summer, so rainy in the spring. Like, there's such extremes that we land in this little area, and I've really come to enjoy it. Yeah, totally get that. So where, where else have you been? Have you traveled? Yeah, I was actually earlier this year, like maybe a month or so ago, um, out in Morocco, um, my first time in Africa, and that was quite a quite an experience um i tend to typically go to like uh northern europe just because i like the weather you know ireland mm -hmm. iceland um denmark those places are all nice and cold and gray and that just does wonders for my soul so i, I love like hanging out there as much as i can i'll be going back actually back to the netherlands um i think in just like two weeks actually i don't know when this comes out but i might have already been there um but yeah i love i it's just I love going overseas. It's so nice. It's really good reset for kind of like, oh, what do I have at home? What don't I have at home? Like, it, it, it's a really good perspective thing for me. So are you going there for a specific reason or show or uh, event in the Netherlands or just for travel and for fun? Usually for travel and fun. Um, I have a, a couple friends that that's just kind of what we do. Um, well, I shouldn't say what we do because that makes it seem like it's in any way uh, regularly affordable. Um, but like maybe like once a year or so it's kind of like that, like, all right, where do we want to see this year? This is our bit, like, you know, it's like our treat to ourselves kind of thing. Um, so we get on a zoom call, everyone has like a list of countries they're interested in and we sit and like banter back and forth and land on a trip. Um, it's been a really, well, it's got canceled during the pandemic, but other than those years, um, it was really, it's a really fun way to like get to travel, you know, like you don't, you're mostly there for pleasure. But like, you know, you get to kind of like if someone's there, like if they want to go see a concert, like, oh, yeah, we'll go, we'll, you know, like peel over to that next spot over and like catch that show with you. So like it's it's not all on you either, which is really nice. Yeah, definitely to have people to travel with and share the experiences with. And like it's one thing to come back and tell people about it, but yeah. another thing to actually experience that with somebody else. So I totally understand that one. And to like have other people like you get to you, it's then it's not just like selfies the whole time you're there, too. Um, you kind of like you get to keep your phone down and like assume someone's probably taking a photo somewhere and not really like. Yeah. You get to stay in the moment Just a little bit more. Just tag me in that one. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, <laughs> one guy take, you know, one guy pulls the phone, the other thing is like, all right, good, good. Um, it's a, it's it's just much nicer, yeah, for, like, being able to take it all in and still remember it later. Um, so you're living in Grand Rapids now. Where at in Grand Rapids? Um, I'm currently in Midtown, um, not too far from where um, Martha's Vineyard is at. Yeah. Um, that Innovation High School is right there. Super, super walkable little stretch. They're doing a huge, like, remodel project on they that right are. now. They are. I didn't realize that when they, like, they started moving construction equipment in oh, yeah. um, at the end of the school year. And I was like, oh, it must just be kind of, like, you know, doing some refinements. 
And I mean, like they have not stopped since like end of school year last year. They like, it looks gorgeous too. Like they are really doing a good job with it. Um, but it's also a nice, aside from like that being there, Martha's being right there. It's also like right down the hill or right up the hill from Grand Rapids. Like every day to work, I just get to like, kind of like take a little 10 minute walk downhill and yeah. kind of see the city like descend into like the bottom of that valley. And it's, it's a really cool place to be able to get anywhere quickly yeah. without necessarily needing to get a car or an Uber, you know? Yeah, you say that. So I live on the northwest side, like uh, Lake Michigan Drive in Colville, um, and the scooters don't come up to me. Oh, they like, don't? They don't come up that far. Oh, like, no, I don't know if they just don't drop them off or if nobody brings them up that far. Or, I don't know if they can make it up that um, hill. But do they <laughs> But they come to you? Do you get scooters in your neighborhood? We had them for a while. I think uh, something changed where um, you can't park them anywhere anymore. Um, and so like, I see them a lot less than I did for a while. I used to like be able to like leave my house and hop right on one and kind of yeah. start heading out. But that's, that, that's not so convenient anymore. Um, I still see them around, um, like one of my friends has a, he's like right next to a spot. So his is always nice to be able to scooter to or from, um, I see him around from time to time. I, I would, I, I always loved seeing them cause it just, it's such a silly way to like see somebody zooming through traffic. Yeah. I can see like. I, I, I personally always had, like, these routes I would take so that I didn't have to go through much traffic because I always kind of had that, like, heart rate increase oh, whenever I was on, like, Fulton. Just kind of, like, I don't want to be here. I got I to gotta find a smaller street. Yeah. Bike lanes don't really mean much when you're uh, a little scooter against a bus. You yeah. Know? No kidding. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. So you mentioned in our pre-screen interview that you're a forever renter. What does that mean? Uh, forever renter is kind of, like, my term for myself, um, for someone that wants to live close to downtown and be like walkable to all these things and to get into live in a like very, very old house, um, like an old three-story mansion from like the 1880s um, without having to also maintain that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like I'm the type that didn't uh, fix, you know, cars growing up, didn't know, like, you know, just kind of, it was a bit of a like home improvement, Tim Allen growing up for sure, where it's like, oh, sure. we can fix that and we just make it worse kind of thing. Um, so the thought of being able to say like, yeah, I've got a leak, um, but I got to go, um, and I need someone to take care of this. Yeah. And then, uh, oh wait, I don't need time and materials because, uh, it's already like taken care of in rent. Yeah. Um, so that like that ease of mind is something that I really enjoy. And as long as I'm like fiscally responsible enough, I can still kind of like, you know, I still get to go do the travel stuff that I would want to do. Yeah. And like, I don't, there's just no worries when I'm gone. Kind of like I have someone to, you know, check on the door. Um, just someone in case something goes wrong, like there's people nearby that will take care of it. I always kind of find that like strength in numbers too. You know, I like being around a lot of people for safety. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things like for my lifestyle, it just works out so well. So I've kind of like, I've like declared it. I've seen a few people that are far older than me, far older than you that have just been forever renters and they seem to enjoy it. So like, I mean, they seem to enjoy the life that it allows, you know, if you're a single person, it's nice to have the lights on when you come home without having to be the one that like went in and turned them all on, you know, like you get noises of other people being around. It's just, it's, I don't know. It, I enjoy the freedom of it in a weird way. So one of my favorite clients is actually that that's all he's ever done is be a landlord and um, he has he's had several properties in East Town and Midtown and Heritage Hill, like and uh, 
I know one of his properties, he's had a tenant since the early 80s. So she's lived there as long as like almost 40 years. And uh, she's super happy, right? She has her space and totally. um, she, you know, doesn't have to worry about a lot of things. If something goes wrong, someone yeah. else takes care of it. But, um, and you mentioned you live in one of these old historical houses. I mean, have you looked into any of the history? There's so much like cool, like stories that all of these homes have. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, I've, I've had the pleasure of helping people um, buy or sell these type of homes. And the, the history is always what gets me. Um, that, that same client, he actually owned uh, the house on Fulton Street, which is a uh, corner of Fulton and Prospect. It's a big green is it oh big and green oh yeah, wow. no, he just actually painted it it's like that now it's dark um it's like dark brown um prospect uh fulton gay like that big block oh yeah right like there. i pass that all the time um, I'm, uh, I'm fountain and uh prospect so nice. I mean, i'm I'm, all, I'm passing okay. that one all the time but yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so that house actually was the original site for alexander campa um oh. So the founder of Grand Rapids yeah. built his original house there. And then um, I really should know his first name, but uh, there's this, the, his last name is Gay, who the street's named after, um, moved into Grand Rapids, bought that site, and then took down Alexander Campaw's house and built his own mansion there and used the lumber that was knocked over oh, wow. from that house to build the carriage house. So Alexander Campaw's original house is the lumber that's used for the carriage house at that's that. That's great. And it, now it's a 14-unit apartment building. So yeah. one person's house is now 14 people's house, right? Yeah. Really crazy. And all the stories um, that, you know, like that's just one out of millions, right, that are in the downtown Grand Rapids area. Totally. It's like such a cool city. And it's great that you, like, value that and you're, you know, using that in your business to share and spread the history of, the city right absolutely um yeah the one that i'm in is that same it was like 1880s you know there was like servants quarters underneath and there's still like holes in the floor you can see that were patched up from back when like bells were like kind of like a system and stuff yep. like that we have an overhang where carriages would park um and yeah split into six units like i don't know how one family lived here yeah you know like it's just like that's so much space i don't know how you did it and it's all brick you know this thing must have been a furnace in the summer um but yeah then you i, I kind of it's one of those every day I, I put mostly Edison bulbs in my apartment because I want to like stick with yeah, that, that old vibe. old vibe to it, you know. And and my ceilings are so high, like I can't I could run and jump and still not hit them. And there's they let so much light in. It's just such a gorgeous design. Like it's one of those I'm so happy that there's like people that have like taken up the mantle of keeping it nice throughout these years. And then like really pretty much only renting to people that are like going to also like take care of this. Like, yeah, for sure. That's I take care of it. Like it's my house, you yep. know, like I love the, like this column that I have in, fr in front, you know, and everything in the kit, like I take care of it. Like it's mine. Cause it's just, it's so nice. I couldn't imagine it getting like, I would hate if, for something to like go wrong to it, you know? Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's the type of tenant that I would want if I was a landlord <laughs> um, of that kind of house, right. To preserve the history and value totally. it. And, uh, appreciate the the stories and the character so totally um i'm just really trying to show this to her later so i can get lower rent really do it do it <laughs> i'll vouch for you so derek i really appreciate you being on the podcast today and sharing some of your stories and your appreciation for grand rapids totally, and yeah. um some of your business ideas i really like um i'm rooting for you um thank you what's one final thing that you'd want to share with the people that are watching 
uh maybe just come out and you know check out some of the local scenes in grand rapids it's a it's a fun place to hang out i'm i'm usually around in the summertime at either pyramid scheme or a parking lot party like come hang out come send me messages like if you're a designer definitely let me know and like share your work with it i just i i i like being connected to stuff so like anything any chance people get like come connect come send me messages come like hang come go to like a few events like it's so, so Derek, how can somebody get a hold of you? Um, they can get a hold of me either um, from my website that I had mentioned earlier, the one more time, one more tie.me. They can find me on Instagram. I've got, you know, the Grand Rapids account there and um, a personal and a professional. Um, they can find me on Dribble if they're a designer, GitHub if they're a developer. Um, really online, I'm, I try to make it pretty easy to find myself. Like it's, I've got a unique spelling and there is one guy that has DerekMoore.com, not him. Um, but outside of that, it's usually, I'm one of the earlier people you can find. So they can find me however they uh, want to Google it really. Yeah. Well, Derek, thanks again for coming on to our podcast and sharing your story with us Definitely. and to everyone else, please like, and subscribe. And if um, you know of anybody that would be a good guest for our podcast, please send our way. And, uh, well, thanks for coming in again and we'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Good luck on the podcast. All right. Thanks, Derek.